0: A Radio One ninety one FM podcast.
1: Mr. Speaker. Let's get political. Let's
0: get political. Let's get political. Let me hear a western Stop it, sweetie. I'm getting there. Let me hear a western town. Absolutely, we always take something away from every meeting we have. (laughs) Radio One ninety one FM on your Friday morning. It is time to talk to john moore our political pundit correspondent john
1: whatever you like yeah good morning (laughs) yeah i'm pretty good thank
0: you very much for joining us this morning uh what a week
1: yes what a week so a
0: week that was mm,
1: yeah there's been a few sort of uh, uh scandals here and there um and uh I thought today we'd focus on talking about New Zealand's political class. Yeah. Okay. Um, so first of all, what, what does that was that concept mean? Um, it, it, it's the idea that that there's not just um, a, a rotation of elected elected officials in Western democracies that represent us, but there's actually a concrete layer within society that represents a political class, and, and that comes about through many means, but especially through the dominance of of one or two parties, and in, in most Western in democracies, and and especially the the collapse of mass parties, mass political parties, and parties have become more elitist um, organisations, which tend to attract people who basically want a career, a Mm. career in politics, or see politics as a stepping stone uh, into more uh, lucrative jobs in the private sector. So this has been particularly highlighted this week with the case of Jenny Shipley, who's the first woman Prime Minister, who, in a civil case, uh, was was found by the judge to have acted recklessly in a company that she was um, the chairperson of and that she is now liable for $6 million. We've also had the case of uh, former Labour Party President Mike Williams, who has, has been suddenly revealed has been working for Lime, Lime Scooters, oh, right. a, and getting people in Lime uh, in, in contact with top government bureaucrats and officials. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's this idea that, that once people get within the beltway, uh, it, it suddenly becomes a... a, a like a a rotation between the private sector and the public sector um, where there's a revolving door Mm. uh, of of influence Uh, and so the effectively becomes a a layer, a political layer, which has huge influence Mm. uh, and and whether they're um, still democratically elected or they leave parliament, that influence continues if not increases.
0: Yeah. I think uh I think that's a, a really valid point. It's certainly um like uh just in recent uh New Zealand political history, John Key, who was rich and white mm. so, so got into politics and then went back to being rich and white.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean um uh it it's um well his case is unusual in that uh uh uh, he started off rich before yeah. he got oh, involved yeah. in politics. Yeah. Where there's there's increasing numbers of cases where uh people enter politics and they become enriched after they leave politics. We've got the uh, classic case of Tony Blair, who's now a multi-millionaire and has has been able to leverage his his past political activities to get himself in very cushy positions Mm. um, with big contracts, including with a number of dictators throughout the world. Uh, We've got the case of the Clintons uh, who claim uh, that they left um, the White House bankrupt, but since have become multi-millionaires by charging uh, huge amounts as consultants uh, for giving talks, etc. We've got the example of Jenny Shipley here in New Zealand. Um, uh, She was reasonably comfortably off uh, while she was Prime Minister, but she's certainly been able to, again, leverage her political path to get herself on a number of boards, Mm. both government-sponsored boards and private boards, again, to enrich herself and and, and to have a real sort of um, position... Power, yeah, um, and and again with um, this case of the former uh, Labour Party president Mike Williams, uh, who's got a whole lot of sort of interests in uh, private business. Um, but he has been able to leverage his former position as president of the Labour Party, get on a number of boards, uh, including government boards like um, uh, Auckland Transport, um, etc. And and because of his close ties of course, with people in the Labor Party at the top level of government, companies like Lime find it very attractive to employ and use people mm. like Mike Williams and other former politicians because it gives them immediate access <coughs> yeah. to top politicians, which is a problem for democracy. It is. Because it means that you and me uh, uh, don't have that Less media access yeah. but it's a, a multi-million dollar company or billion dollar company can hire people like Jenny Shipley or Mike Williams or Jim Volger or, or Helen Clark, etc. etc. Mm. to get that immediate contact within insiders and, and and that's not democratic yeah that means that certain people uh, have have uh, far more power and far and able to um, f- have ties with the political elite in a way that ordinary people like us don't yeah can't
0: yeah uh, that's problematic just on its face uh, and I, I know that it's a far cry uh, from the uh, American model of democracy, but the Supreme Court ruling mm. that money is equatable to free speech. Mm. So, uh, however much you spend on politics, it's just talking. You're just talking a lot more than anybody mm. else. Mm. And the fact that you have millions and millions of words uh, is deeply problematic. Are we? Do you think this is the thin end end of the wedge in terms of that sort of? Greasy line between lobby and
1: well, the problem in New Zealand. Like you, you cite America, but in America, you have the advantage that everyday people are very conscious of the mm. role of lobbyists right. and the role of of a big business and other, and even big unions, for example. That mm. uh, the, the, the and, and there's some laws around regulating that or, um, for people having to declare that they're lobbyists, for example. In New Zealand, the, the media, um, gives very little, uh, press to the role of lobbyists in New Zealand, uh, and the role of, of, say, former politicians and political leaders like Jenny Shipley mm. and Mike Williams, who, who still have, Uh, 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 an influence a a very important influence in the political arena Mm. so there's very little discussion uh, there's very little light shone on these activities in New Zealand so often the general public the media uh, political scientists etc really don't know what's going on because it's it's all undercover. And this particular case with Jenny Shipley uh, uh, has exposed really uh, the underbelly of of political power and and lobbying and the the connection between private business and the state in New Zealand. I think it's a great case study.
0: Yeah, my understanding of the case is that there was no illegal action. It was just for want of a better term silly or like poorly thought out I, yeah, the, I, I think
1: the media has been very cautious in how they uh, cover this case with Jenny Shipley. Yeah. Of course, if you start throwing around the C word, corruption, yeah, yeah, yeah. you being being uh, sued, mm. uh, and New Zealand has very strict libel laws. Yes. What we have to remember, this was a civil case, yeah. so, um, it, and uh, it was, uh, the judge had to decide whether the, the former managers, the people on the board of this company, Mainziel, were uh, liable. Yeah. Uh, for the debts that the company had incurred, um, the company 's collapsed now yeah um, the, uh, the judge made it clear that Jenny Shipley and other people on the board had acted in a reckless way that they had um, that they had allowed this this company to continue operating uh, uh, when it didn 't have any capital right yeah. it was basically broke, yeah, and they were conscious of that now, is that illegal or not well? Arguably, it wasn't really up to the judge in this, in yeah. this case to, to make a statement whether there was uh, a crime committed. Uh, but certainly under the company's law, um, this type of case could lead to criminal prosecution, including imprisonment. Right. Um, uh, I'm not saying that Jimmy yeah, Shipley yeah. or any other of the board members were acting in a criminal way, but uh, there have been similar cases in the past where people have been found to acted in a, in a criminal way. And, yeah, maybe we should ask why the police aren't um, 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 taking up this case.
0: I find it... Uh <sighs> and this is a less uh less political uh and more i guess societal the way that uh not paying tax is a crime mm-hmm. but tax minimization is a perfectly valid uh, business practice and the same way with like mm. getting credit up to your eyeballs that's responsible that's fine that's just that's just what businesses do the fact that they have no ability to utilize that capital or ever pay it back Mm. like it's yeah i find it really uh really interesting and
1: And you have cases Uh, of people, for example, uh, um, who defraud social welfare, Mm. um, and and they might do it um, because they're greedy, or they might do it because they're desperate uh, for money. But there there are cases where people go to prison uh, for for claiming too much of a benefit or claiming a benefit while they work. Whereas bankers and top executives, and in this case, um, the the board members of a, a, a company that collapsed and and left lots of people um, um, without money that was owed to them, Mm. Uh, they don't get off scot-free, but but in a sense they do because uh, one, none of them have been criminally prosecuted and two, um, uh, insurance will end up paying uh, uh, the money that is now owed. Mm. So it's unlikely that Jenny Shipley and the other former board members will pay one cent. Mm. Uh, Insurance will cover that so it's it's too broad a brush to just uh
0: paint the political class off as corrupt because it's uh there's obviously shades of gray uh, of course, so why i mean is is this a is this a problem for the people of New Zealand? Do we need to uh riot in the streets do we need to st- start setting fires on rubbish bins? Or write strongly worded letters to our democratic representatives, asking where they get their money from or or what
1: Well, I guess in different countries of the world where you have the same phenomena of uh, of an elite political class that's quite detached from the general population, um, people have responded in different ways. In America, they voted for Donald Trump, Mm. who said he was going to clean out the swamp. Um, And also in America, you've had the rise of a new left within the the Democrat parties and and some of the biggest um, demonstrations uh, in the history of America. In France, you've you've got the Yellow Vest Movement. um, Uh, which includes elements of the right and left, including the far right and the far left, yeah. that, that are rebelling against uh, their perception of a of an elite political class. Uh, in Italy, you've had um, you've now got a populist government made up of a of a, a, a populist left party and a far right party was fascist links um in britain you you had um brexit so i think there's a whole lot of ways that people have responded to this perception that there's an elite political class that detached from the general population and doesn't act Democratically, mm. um, and it is. I think increasingly, political scientists and political commentators are realizing this. This is a huge problem for the West. Yeah. Uh, that, that the the popular perception, rightly or wrongly, but the popular perception of Western liberal democracy is that it it, it doesn't function in their interests anymore. Uh, that it is corrupt, and um, and people are looking for new ideas and new movements
0: So do we go back to the Athenian model then is that, so it's not a job mm. politics isn't a job it's a duty, it's something that you have to do for two years uh, you mm. you get the short straw so cool, you're a politician you're running our democracy for the next two years uh, shit, you can do finance you can do agriculture and in two years' time, it will all draw straws again is is that the yeah
1: i mean that, that's one um potential answer um and, and I guess when you when you advocate ideas like that what you're you 're really saying is that um that we want to disincentivise people seeing politics as a career, and and, and as, so w- whether that's yeah putting limits on mm. how long people can uh, be political leaders, maybe limits on the type of jobs people can take after they've left politics. Yeah, uh, um, maybe um, the, the pay that politicians get uh, should be cut right back to just a, a, an average pay level or slightly above an average pay level. Um, but really what it, what it needs, wh- whatever type of system you have, if, uh, if, if there's not general participation, then you end up uh, inevitably getting a sort of a, an, an elite layer running the political system.
0: Yeah, and it's, um, it's interesting to see uh, where these Upright monkeys will take it. Uh, I've just realized that I've totally talked over time. I'm very sorry to monopolize your time, John. (laughs) Uh, But thank you very much for your input. Uh, I found that very interesting and enjoyable. That was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.